Hey guys, welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast. Here we tackle the challenges of indie game development head-on from the technical to the emotional and talk about the secrets to conquering self-doubt on your journey to crafting games that people will love. Subscribe so you never miss another episode, and if you haven't already, leave us a rating and review so that this podcast gets shared with more people. We'd so, so appreciate it. Ready? Let's go. Last week on the podcast, I talked about my game Samurado and mistakes that I've made throughout the development process that led to delays and just not as much progress being made as there could have been. And in this episode, I want to dive a little bit deeper into what I think was something crucial that I was neglecting, which was a big part of the problem. Samurado has really been a trial by fire for me as a developer. It has stretched me in all sorts of ways. And while there is an embarrassment factor to me at times in terms of why it's taking me so much longer to make this game than I thought, I'm also really glad that I've gone through all of this because these are all mistakes that I'm not going to make again and will never forget. And hopefully this will help some of you avoid the mistakes I've made altogether. Now, I'm sure you've heard that even with jobs you love, like making games, parts of it are going to suck and you won't like doing them, right? And marketing is a really common thread for a lot of devs. You probably are not going to like it, but you need it to be a successful indie developer. However, there are certain, at least to me, less obvious things that I think are just as vitally important in order for you to actually reach the finish line and complete your game. And they're not as fun, and they're not as sexy, and I think the trickiest thing is they don't sound important on the surface. What am I talking about here? I'm talking about meetings. Okay, meetings or planning sessions are one example. And by the way, don't dismiss this one just because you're a solo developer. Just let me explain and you'll see why, okay? I have a certain resistance to meetings. I worked in corporate finance before I was a game developer and there was just so much wasted time in those meetings. Half the people did not need to be there. It often would take like an hour to convey what could have been sent in a really brief email or could have been said in five minutes. It just, to me, felt like a giant waste of everyone's time. And because of that, I think I have a bit of a distaste for them. But since my wife and I are running a studio, I've come to realize just how valuable meetings are for productivity. When you are creating something, let's step away from game dev for a second, talk about movies, okay? If you're producing a movie, there are hundreds of people involved in the creation of this movie. There's directors and screenwriters, actors, art directors, costume designers, makeup, set decorators, assistants, electricians, boom operators, camera operators, editors, sound designers, composers, and so, so, so many more jobs that I couldn't even think of. I promise you, if the director did not gather those people together to talk about what they needed to get done that day, and they didn't also plan that ahead of time, it would not get done. It would be a nightmare beyond anything I can imagine to throw all of that together if they were not constantly collaborating with each other. Dozens of different departments have to be choreographed every day in order to work together cohesively towards their goal of making a great film. And games are no different, right? Except with indies, while we're often passionate and creative as hell, we aren't always so good at doing the boring stuff like meetings. And I think it's easier to overlook because we often work alone or in small teams. Why would you need a meeting if you work alone or just with a small handful of people? I promise you, I literally just worked through this myself, so it's very fresh for me right now. You have to take those five minutes every day and figure out what needs to be done today in order to bring your game one step closer to being completed. 
And this goes hand in hand with planning the right way. And we're going to talk about how to do that soon. But this is the most basic thing. And it feels completely useless. And that's why it's so easy to overlook. Here's the main problem. When you are working on a game, you can't see the forest for the trees. You're in there tinkering and adjusting and tweaking and fixing, creating enemies, creating puzzles, building levels, whatever it is. And it can be very, very easy to endlessly work on something where it feels like you're making progress on your game, but really you're just spinning your wheels. And logic gets in the way here too, because you will hear yourself saying, it all needs to be done anyways. What does it matter when this stuff gets done as long as it gets done? And that sounds like a reasonable argument. And I almost always find that when I find myself saying that I'm spinning my wheels with my work, and it's very likely the same for you. I did an episode on resistance a while back where I talked about how we can be our own worst enemies in the creative process. And I literally think that is what this is. Somehow I have found a task that can keep me busy without really pushing my game forward in any meaningful way. This is why what I recommend, and you know I'm serious because this is what Nikki and I do exactly every single week, usually on Sunday, sometimes Mondays, we take 10 to 15 minutes to talk about our work week. Who needs what and who needs it by when? She's accountable to me and I'm accountable to her. I need art from her in order to create new pieces of content for the game. But I have to plan the design of that thing so that I know what it is that I need from her so that I can later take what she gives me and code it or animate it or whatever. Right? So there's a back and forth thing happening. I do not care if you work alone either. If you work alone, then you are accountable to yourself. What are your goals for that week? What content do you need to create to make it happen? What does your schedule look like? And where can you make time to ensure that you have enough time to do it all? And if you're working as a team, same thing, be accountable to others and yourself. And you do that by focusing on what you can control yourself, not other people, but also about being very clear about what your needs are from your teammates. Be assertive and ask for what you need and when you need it by. People are not going to take you seriously if you beat around the bush. Now let's talk about good planning versus bad planning because I, <laughs> I have some experience with both of those things now. Here's an example of what bad planning would look like. You create a massive to-do list. Everything you need to do to complete your game. And then you try to tackle as many of those items as you can each week. You're going to squeeze in as many hours as you can to accomplish as many of those things as you can. This is somehow both a recipe for burnout and not really getting anywhere meaningful with your project. It's really weird how it's both. So what good is planning then if that's where that gets you? Good planning starts with your end goal, and then you reverse engineer all the way back to today, essentially creating a roadmap of how to get where you want to go and by when. Good planning is also realistic. For example, Nikki and I want two weeks off for Christmas this year. That two weeks off is baked into our Samurado plan. That time is accounted for, and we're putting in extra work this month to pump out four extra YouTube videos and two extra podcasts so that we can enjoy Christmas without missing an upload, because we really don't like missing uploads. Realistic includes time for things like feedback, making changes from the feedback that you got, time for bug fixes and polish, all of those kinds of things. That's all needed. Those things need your time. You have to bake that into your schedule. 
But what I started with was a list of dozens and dozens of things that needed to be done. Now I literally just have a few items each week, all the way to release day. Nikki and I always look a few weeks ahead, because, for example, about three weeks from the day that I record this, we are supposed to have about 10 enemies added into our game. We only have three right now. I need the art well enough in advance to be able to code them all in, and if we didn't plan that out, then we wouldn't know when we'd need them by. And if we didn't have our weekly and daily meetings, then we wouldn't be looking ahead and coordinating properly, and so it would be late. And if we're behind schedule, we need to know by how much so we can plan and adjust accordingly. I feel like without these two things, it's like you're planning with your head in the sand. You're just directionless because you don't really want to truly look at where you're going. What I've realized is that I have been making my game like an amateur, and I want to be making a game like a professional. Planning properly planning and working your way from the end back to now and checking in on the progress of everything every day is a big step towards making a game like a pro. I've only been trying it for a short time, but it has made really massive strides in our productivity. I want to thank you guys for joining us on your game dev journey, for supporting our content by listening, joining the Patreon, joining the Discord. We really appreciate all of you. And that's all I've got. If you love this episode and you haven't already left a rating and review, please consider doing that now because it really helps the podcast grow and reach more awesome people like yourself. Thank you so much for listening.